0: Blob
1: Talk Radio. Hello, hello. Welcome once again to our internet program. I'm your host, Mr. Joel Lewis, and you're listening to Real Inside, internet program to involve you, to encourage you, and to challenge you to be how you could be. I would like to just thank you once again for t- supporting this program. It's been a number of years, and we've been doing the best we can with your help. With the great guests that we bring on and the topics and things, so I'm very pleased and I'm excited about what God is doing in the future. Because of the pandemic, we are unable to bring you the live guests as we used to in the past, but we still have a, a wealth of information, our very large archive, and over the last few months, you have been listening to some great episodes of our previous shows. We pray that you have been blessed and that you have been encouraged by what you're hearing. And I want to just talk to you personally today. We're live and in color, you know. And I just want to just thank you personally for supporting what we've been doing. Uh, you know, the call-in number is still the same. That's that, uh, that number is 972. Uh, I'm sorry, that at number is three one zero nine seven two one one twenty eight. That's the call-in number. You can always call. make a note of that number. You know. But today, well, you just have me. I'm just going to talk to you just a little while about some current events and some things to just kind of like keep you uh, keep you going, kind of motivate you, you know. And I love that uh, because we need to be motivated from time to time. We need to hear words of encouragement because there's so much stuff going on, man. It just drives you crazy. And, you know, I was talking about current events, but we have to stay plugged in and we have to stay connected and in sync with what's going on around us. I would love to just go and just lock myself away and just forget about all this social injustice. I would love to just kinda of like just you know, go in a room and lock the door and just peep out the the curtain from time to time and see how things are going. But I can't do that. I have to be involved in social events. That's why from uh, at various times we will bring guests on that talk about those things. We have a great uh support network and people that are back and that are actually involved in correcting the uh, social injustice in our in our community, in our city. And in our state and the country and so we ask you to uh, take note of the guests that we bring on that's involved in social injustice and, the, and then we got a health uh, pandemic going on oh man the the coronavirus and now the Delta virus man, it's been almost two years now and we've been dealing with this, this situation how do we handle this situation should we just think it's a hoax and just give up or what or should we take preventive measurements and Take care of ourselves with the face masks and the hand sanitizer and the social distance. You know, sometimes you get tired of these things and sometimes you get frustrated, but is it necessary? Should we do these things to uh, uh, to keep our health intact and our loved ones' health? I ask you to make that, de- that decision. Look around. Have this virus affected a family, friends, and loved ones? Have you been affected by this virus? Are you doing things to protect yourself and your family? You know, current events is what we're, what we're discussing. I'm just going to lay the groundwork here, and then we're going to let you decide on those things. Because guess what? Right now they're telling us that there's a third round of vaccine that needs to be taken that's, that is available for us. So this thing is serious. This thing is, is noteworthy. So it's up to you to make those decisions. Now, it's out there. It's out there for you now. You have to take matter into your own hand, and then think about your uh, your future. You know, and you know, and God knows the plans He has for you. He told Jeremiah in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, say, "Hey, uh, hey, I know the plans I have for you to prosper you, and to do you no harm, and to bring about." Things are going to, uh, you're go you going to get over these things here and, and just tell don't worry about what's going on. Things are going to be all right. Jeremiah said, now nah, you're going to have to be here for a while, but God is going to get you out of this situation. You know, sometimes we feel like we've been doing this here forever, but I believe, I believe in my heart that we're going to get out of this situation and we're going to be more than conquerors, as they say in the Bible, more than, you know, I'll be more than what I was, you know, I was one. I was living one state of life and existence prior to the pandemic, but I know that my life is going to be greater since I done went through these things and experienced these things, and I came out on the other side of these things and got something great in store for me. And guess what? You could have that same. Uh, you could have that same thought pattern too. You know, if God brought you through it, and He brought you to it. Surely He can uh, sustain you on the other side of it. You know, I listen. I got to thinking about. All the things that we have encountered, it has built us up for such a time as this. The loss of job, the separation of loved ones, the financial woes—all those things there uh, is a the makeup of who we are, you know. And if you got those, and if you survived those various trials of life, surely you could be more than uh, where you used to be, you know. Yeah, and I'm saying that because sometimes we didn't take life serious. Sometimes we went out and we done our own thing. We spent up uh, money. We stayed up all night. We wasn't mindful of our health. We did all those crazy things. But now, since you know better, you can do better. You know, and I think so much is a uh, the young man in the Bible named Enoch. They said Enoch lived a life uh, before God. He lived 65 years before he knew God, and he lived a life and he did his own things. He had a Had a measure of a success in doing some things, uh, he had obligations, but yet it was still something missing in his life. And then when he ran across the true and living God, when he met God, when he met God, God was always there with for him. But he has to have that encounter with God, and they said in his life it grew, his life was more prosperous, his life flourished. They say he lived 300 years. After knowing God, he walked with God. And I got to thinking 365 plus 365 plus 300, 300 plus 65. Look at any kind of way, it adds up to 365. And, you know, that's what I count a year is based on 365. You know, imagine if you just did the right thing. Regardless of what it is, your health. Regardless of what it is, uh, wearing a mask. Regardless what it is, your relationships, if you did it one day at a time, how fruitful it would be, how beneficial it'll be. You know, he said he walked with God for 300 years. You know, for uh, three hundred and sixty five years, they say he lived. That he lived. He walked with God for for uh, 300 years. You know, biblical time he lived a long time. So we just using that as a metaphor, and I'm just thinking about it one day at a time. If we was to do the right thing, let's say it again, one day at a time, where would we be right now? now I'm speaking to myself now because sometimes I get this pain twisted. Sometimes I want to do my own thing. That's why I probably call being free on the inside, being free on the inside because you know what? I wasn't free with one time. I had money. I had notoriety. I went places and done things. I wanted to be the top dog. I wanted people to know who I was. Well, at the end of the day, I look around and say, "Wow, man, all that was nothing, man. All that money that I had and it's gone now. And I didn't use it uh, for any good. I didn't benefit anyone, not even myself. That education that I received, it didn't it didn't matter to a hill of beans. Cause now I'm unemployed, and the and the and the uh of the education that I pursued is no longer around anymore. They closed the factory doors. They moved overseas." You know, they're no longer using that product anymore. I'm talking to you. You know what I'm talking about. So I had to re-educate myself. I had to go back to school. I had to to retool, as, they, as the economists like to say. You know, but I learned through all those difficult times, those challenging times, they made me who I am today, and I have that it made you who you are today. You know, this program we've been doing for quite a while, I never thought I'd be able to do this. Uh, you know when I first started out, it was, <laughs> I was scared, I was timid, I was shy. But through the process of time, God walked with me, encouraged me, brought other men and women along beside me and made the show what it is today. Now, we're not uh, 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 what we want to be, but we thank God we're not what we used to be. And we're talking about current events. How these current events shape our lives, shape our destiny, shape our future. How the, the pandemic has allowed us to uh, broaden our territory. Where you used to be in one state of mind, in one frame, in one facet of life, now you could do something else. You know, I know people says in the midst of this pandemic, uh, they uh, uh, became entrepreneurs. They was already at that stage and at that facet of life already, but they got even greater enhancement, even greater goals, even greater uh, commitment. You know, they opening up businesses and you're thinking, hey, why could you open up a business in the midst of, of a pandemic when everybody else is shut down and doors are being closed? They, oh, they're pursuing new uh, new uh, lines of communications and uh, and uh, uh, status in life. they doing some things that they thought they would never do. Current events could be your event. What are you doing with yourself at this time? I just like to think about all the guests I've had on here in the past number of years. It's been quite a while. And all those guests that came on, and I got to thinking about when when they first introduced themselves to me and to you, they said, hey, I did not ever think that I was going to be where I am today. I I can recall uh, this guest, and I've been trying to reach out to him, and I'm able to catch up with him. It's called Breathing Easy. They have mobile uh, health awareness. Uh, uh, mobile clinic that's working with uh youth and uh, youth with uh with bre- uh, with breathing problems, with asthmatics and allergies. And then you know they said that hey, I we started out. Uh, I had only one uh one clinic one time. I didn't even have a mobile station at that. And then they had a big mobile van with all the medical equipment on there and all the things that they needed to, uh, to uh, diagnose and uh, give the men and women's preventive measurements for keeping their health intact I'm saying men and women they have families because they get up to watch young people and it's called breathing easy and uh, and they only van, uh and then they move they give you uh, they, they give you a uh, health to, uh, health breathing awareness uh pamphlets to let you know what you need to do to keep your breathing intact it talks about allergies, how certain things uh, in the air that we eat, it affects our breathing and allergies, you know. A lot of times people don't know why come I'm getting sick at a certain time of the year, why come I, I eat certain food that I get sick, and we didn't fail to realize at that time now that there was allergies that were affected. And I recall in my own life as I was a, young, a younger person that I had asthma, and uh, and. Later on, as I was treating, getting the asthma treated and I went to a doctor and I got uh, and had insurance and I went to the doctor and he said, hey, maybe you have a bad case of allergies. I'm going to give you some some allergy medicine. I want you to take it and let me know how it affects you. And surely enough, my asthma kind of subsided and I became more and more manageable because I, I was diagnosed as having an allergy. So now I'm aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of of the smells that I intake. I don't just wear any type of cologne because it kicks in. It, you know, it, it, it'll mess with my breathing and it'll, it'll cause my asthma to be flared up. I just don't smell stuff when people say, hey, take a sniff of this. No, brother, I trust you, you know. But I can smell, and I do smell different things, but I just don't stick my nose in any type of chemicals to find out what's, what it smells like. And I'm saying that because that you have to be aware Of your surroundings, you have to be aware of your own health, uh, your own health status. Okay, you have to take charge of that. And going back to the pandemic, now we have to be aware that if you if you're in a heavily populated environment, you ought to protect yourself. If you feel need to, if you can't get away from that situation, have a man, put one in your pocket, and pull it out when you need it. Say, I'm going to wear this mask, and once I get out of that situation, I can take it out that's a, it's a, it's up to you to manage those things there. you have to decide on what you could take and, and how you' gonna uh, put, uh and how you're gonna navigate through life okay and he talk, and now i want to shift that either to to stimulus checks during the during the pandemic most of us had more money than we had ever had at one time or any length of time you know what I'm talking about how you get these little checks every month for the next few months man i'm getting money on a regular basis i had this much money at this often in a long time yes we used to get income tax checks and guess what here today gone tomorrow but now you have an opportunity to get some uh finances that could last a while and you also had opportunity to get extra money throughout the year with the stimulus check one stimulus check two i would say stimulus check point one stimulus check point two and so you end up have to be manageable of your, uh your surroundings and your, uh, 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 your uh, finances. Don't go out and buy it up everything. I know it may be a little bit too late for that, but guess what? You can recover from that. Get the thing that you need and save you, son. That's what I talked to my grandson. You know he's a young man and he likes to go out and buy things. I said, son, it's great to do these things. But I always save you some money, put you something aside, and it's, it is—it he, he, is hard for him to realize that. But I'm gonna keep pounding it into his head. And I'm gonna keep talking to him about it, and eventually he'll get there. I, I know he will, cause I got there. I wasn't—I wasn't a, wasn't a uh, saver, uh, you know. I wasn't very mindful of things around me, but I got there eventually, and he will too. And guess what? You'll get there too, and your loved ones. And so we pray that you. Uh, using your extra income wisely or that you have used it wisely but if you hadn't you can recover you can get out of that situation okay provided that you want out some people don't some people just want to throw up their hands and say oh woe with me oh woe with me you know but you can survive that situation and uh and as we talk about current ben said we want to be very mindful about Political system here. Uh, you know, we're not going to talk about politics just yet. We'll bring someone on here to talk about that in depth. But I got to think about our political system here how one facet of our government wants to do one thing, and one facet wants to do another thing, and how people are saying our elections are are being rigged and not not right. You know what we live by, as a democratic society, we live by elections, as a home, uh, your own personal life, you live by, uh, you know, elections. The family has to vote on something, if they want to do something, it ain't just no one or one person just said, we're going to do this or else, guess what, we tried that thing, don't work out right. You know, you do want to have a democratic uh, government and republic that way you can have an input on it. I don't want nobody making decisions for me that may affect my life and they don't have anything and they it's not affecting them guess what Cause when people make decisions for you they looking out for their own interests at, at heart they going to do the things that's going to suit them and not concern about you they say wait a minute now I think it's a better thing what about me you know what about me so well don't worry about you I got you wait a minute you ain't got me look where you are look where I am that makes a lot of unrest and uneasiness throughout our country, so we 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 have to continue to vote. We have to be involved in our political system here where we are but they this is a program, the election been over just about a year now, and people are still recounting votes. What happened in the next election season? We're going to continue to recount votes until we get the outcome which we deserve what what regardless of what party that you that you uh heed to. Our next party might do the same thing. Then it's an ongoing thing, an ongoing thing. We got to stop this madness, man. Like a football game, a baseball game, or any kind of sport event, you got rules and regulations. You're going to have things for you. You're going to have things against you. You're going to get mad and chalk it up to the game and say, hey, we're going to do better. I recall how teams said that we didn't get the right call that we had in the game, but next time we're going to score more points. And they can't deny that. We got to continue, continue, to continue to score more points in our political uh, 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 arena. That way they can't deny it. Yes, you might have some people in place to kind of offset those things and call officials. But guess what? The officials can be overruled. Uh, I'm saying amen. They, they can't be overruled. Our elected officials can be overruled. So, you know, yes, we have to put some things in place to stop this madness. And I don't know what it is. I'm just a little simple person that's trying to do some great things. But guess what? You know. If, if you know, please call me and let's talk about this. Let's get some things together. Let's work this thing out. I'm going to go ahead and we're going to run an archive show here. And I want you to uh, be aware uh, of this program, Free on the Inside program, the internet program to inform you and to carry you and to challenge you, to be all you. And, and I want you to just be very mindful. of These are the times that we can maximize everything that's going on in our life, here, that we too can be more than victorious in the things that we that we encounter. I'm gonna play you something here from a uh, uh, from a previous show here. It's called uh, Jail AIDS and AIDS Awareness. You know, we got AIDS is still active. All these diseases are still active. So we have to not only guard our heart, out our health from the pandemic and also from the AIDS epidemic and and, you know they have medicine for AIDS you know at one time we were scared to death of AIDS and guess what now they seem to have that dreadful disease under control Corona 19 (laughs) Delta Pirate we're scared to death Well, guess what they're going to get this thing under control you just have to hang in there You hang on in there okay and after a short uh 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 archive section of this here after a short uh broadcast of this here particular message. I'll be back with you shortly and we'll continue this line of communication. Alright, thank you, thank you, thank you. Be back with you in a little bit. Hello. All right. Hello?
0: for you, Hello? Yeah, I'm you. I got some music coming through. Just will tell you what to do.
1: broadcast. I am your host, Brother Joel Lewis, and you are listening to Free on the Inside, an internet program to inform you, to challenge you, and to encourage you to be all that you can be in our Lord Jesus Christ. We're excited this morning. We have a great guest on the line. He's going to come on that shortly. But we would like to just say hello to our church and our church family, Pastor Michael Morgan and his lovely wife, Sister Yolanda Morgan. Good morning, church family and also to our uh, church that we do our training class. We do a, a weekly uh, in, uh, computer training class for our young men ages 12 through 19, and that's hosted at the First Free Will Baptist Church. It's over in the Duncanville area, and uh, a pastor over there is, Terry, is uh, Pastor Terry. And so we thank him for allowing us to come over, and our young men are being an encouraged, and we're trying to develop them some skills that will last a lifetime. You know our young people are very savvy, and so uh, you know and computers are, are not foreign to them or strange, strange. So they're able to receive the information we're giving them, and this is not just the software part. This is actually going into the computer and working on the hardware side, the motherboard, the uh, processor upgraded memory, things that, are, that people may just take for granted. So we pray that, that those young men continue to uh, do all they can in that ministry. But as we get ready to go on with this show, I'd like to thank you for tuning in. I'd like to thank you for continuing to listen to this show, continue to uh, uh, call into this show. Our calling number this morning, for if you would like to speak to our guests, that number would be one three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. Again, that calling number is 310 310- 982-4126 But now we're going to bring on our guest I'm excited about this young man I work with him in our jail ministry And uh, and we would like to introduce him To our listening audience and, and so he can become a friend of yours He's a friend of mine And next voice you'll hear will be Brother Frank Amen Good morning, you're on the air Good morning you on the net Good morning, you're on the net
0: uh, yeah, I'm right here. Am I supposed to get on? Uh... Yes. yes, sir. You're on the net. You're on the air. Okay. Good morning, Frank. Okay. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, there. Thank you for holding on. We was doing our introduction of our show, but thank you for, for being a part of our show this morning.
0: Well, it's a privilege to be on, Joe. It's a real pleasure. Well, God
1: bless. i tell you what, uh, Frank, will you introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell us the ministry in which God have, uh put your hands to do?
0: Okay, I'd be happy to. Uh, my name is Frank Dirnbauer and uh, I've been involved in prison ministry for uh, about six and a half years, and uh, I was called into prison ministry by the Holy Spirit. And I think any of you out there who who know about the Holy Spirit, you know how he acts. And uh, we started with, uh, with two people when I was called into this. I have served in uh, uh, one prison down in Palestine, and... Uh, two state jails here in the Dallas area, uh, Hutchins and Dawson as well. And from those uh, two men, we have morphed into an organization, close to 30, representing uh, about six churches around the north uh, Dallas area. And with the help of the the, uh, Holy Spirit, I've been a servant leader uh, in in this happening. And uh, we started up all with faith-based dorms with one in Hutchins, 58 men, and today we have been administering to uh, about 225 men and women per week in five faith-based dorms, and uh, our goal is to get to 1,000 men and women a week in this area within the next five years, which is very, very achievable. And uh, the Holy Spirit has been behind this from the very beginning, uh, we have people coming on. Board from different churches, just by word of mouth. Uh, very few I ever personally knew from the church I have uh, been attending for many years. Here, I actually uh, am a member of two churches. And uh, the curriculum that we teach has been approved by the uh, Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Uh, it is a we have it is a basic Christian uh, course that we teach. It's the fundamentals. All. Biblical scripture oriented, nothing in there is really added other than, you know, really nothing added. It's right on the scripture. It's been vetted by all the major uh, Christian denominations, so we have no issue with that at all. And uh, what's significant is that in this particular basic class that we teach, we have about 20% of it on the Holy Spirit. We do have healings. Uh, We do pray. We have prayer healings. And uh, recently, one of the uh, dorms of 24 men, three men came up following the scripture of Paul with prayer cloths and we've had three people out of four that have been healed from cancer already. One liver oh, yeah. cancer, uh, one uh, with colon cancer, and another with prostate cancer. The first two were healed through uh, all these, the first two were healed through surgery. They were diagnosed before they went into surgery. They came out of surgery completely healed, uh, the cancer gone. And the other person, the third person had liver cancer and uh, she, bought this uh she's a strong strong prayer woman and Christian and uh with chemotherapy two bouts of that the uh the uh, cancer is gone there's no trace of it at all her doctors have told her so praise the lord for that
1: amen amen now frank tell us about about this, uh, uh, about your ministry, how it is structured as you go in on a weekly basis? Because I have been a part of that, and I'm very excited and pleased to be a part of that. But for our listening audience, give us a, a layout of how, how your ministry is conducted on a weekly basis. Sure, yeah. When
0: when we go in, we do a worship service first, first. and uh, in the beginning, it's just more or less an opening uh, greetings that we make back and forth, praising the Lord. We then go into singing. We usually sing two songs. Uh, How Great Is Our God, for example, is one of them that we sing. And uh, when that is over with, uh, then we go into our talk that lasts about 30 minutes, 35 minutes. And uh, when a talk is over with, we open it up for announcements. And then when the announcements are over with, uh, we then go into a group discussion. And then when we're done with the group discussion, 10 minutes before we end the two-hour session that we have, we pray out laying out hands the men that will be leaving prison uh, going back into the into the world. Amen. Now, we really have multiple uh ministries in our in our overall ministry umbrella, and the the Christian teaching is one of them, but we also do something else. We also add testing to that where the uh, men and women are given tests. After the talk, they go back and answer those. And they work in groups. They work individually. Anything they want to do. And we found this has been helping the retained and the the learning and the retention of material that we do pass out quite a bit. Also, uh, one day we asked four four years ago how many men in 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 this group of fifty actually were connected to a church right today and knew where to go when they left. Only eight hands went up out of fifty, around fifty. And the Lord told me there we have to deal with that. We have to do that. So we put together another ministry that we believe we have one of the most innovative uh, methods out there of helping the uh, men get connected to or and women get connected to a church before they actually leave uh, the faith-based dorm that they're in. And actually, to encourage them, and many have done this, they actually get a connection with the church they they decided they want to go to when they leave. We put a lot of emphasis on this because. We have two roles there. One is not just to, this is an important role now, spiritual, very, very important, number one. Number two is help to reduce the recidivism rate. In other words, reduce the number that are coming back. Now, the average rate, I've been told, in Dallas prisons is about 65. The faith-based dorms, uh, dorm out in Hutchins, where we've been in over four years, uh, I think actually over five years, has a recidivism rate between 10 and 30%. And that's a huge, huge. Uh, you know, uh, actually, that is. We didn't realize this, but this really is helping to to make safer communities. Because if you release a hundred men, and only ten or thirty are going to ever come back because of committing another another prison, versus sixty five that will be coming back and will be committing another crime, otherwise they won't come back in. That, that's a huge impact on on the on communities you know around the area yes, and actually wherever they go back to so that's been another thing that's kind of that's kind of fallen out of the work that we've done that's been all spiritually led.
1: Hey, man, that is a, that's a blessing because that's what we go down there on a weekly basis. We see young men that have been in there several times. They get out of state 90, 100, a year or so, and then they right back again. So right, I commend right. you for the work that you're doing and, and how you're targeting that need there. Now tell us about your ministry. What's the name of your ministry?
0: Well, it's it's uh, Alpha, but Hutt- we are uh, we are in the process right now of starting up on actually switching all this into another uh it's a non-profit organization called uh, Alpha Plus. Apple Club? Alpha Plus Prison Ministry It's going to be very specific only for prison ministry. It's going to pull all the curriculum of Alpha underneath it. But in addition, we are firing up other ministries as well. Uh, one example is that we now have a system where we can send cards, birthday cards to all the men and women in the faith-based dorms that we serve. And it's relatively easy to do you know, in theory, but what makes the impact in a, in, in a prison ministry is, is volunteers. You can have all the great ideas in the world, but if you don't have any volunteers to implement them, you're not going to go anywhere.
1: Hey Amen. You'd really say something then.
0: And where we've been blessed through the Holy Spirit is people coming to us. And what we do is also very innovative. <clears throat> people say, I think I want to go in prison ministry. Well, what we do is we say, come out to Hutchins, spend one evening with us. Just come along, shadow us, observe. And after that, one night, two hours, we'll get you in a special pass. You'll know right away or right afterwards if prison ministry is for you or not. And we've been doing this for a couple of years. And so far, only one man who came in there decided it wasn't for him.
1: Amen. That's a great. That's a great technique there because we know people have that desire, but once they get in, they see it may not be fun. But a lot of them, they'll stick with it. They'll just go ahead and say, "Yes, this is what I want to be," and I commend you for doing that there because a lot of times people don't, you know, don't want to take the time out or don't want to make themselves available. Right. And volunteering right. is very important. Now, tell me now, uh, uh, what are some of the? Uh, you know, I know about the uh, training for, uh, to, uh, that we need to get into a Hutchison. what? Training do what a volunteer need to get into a Hutchison and get a part of your program.
0: Uh, Well, actually, there really is no training for us. I mean, you got to go through the regular, uh, you know, the uh, Texas Department of Criminal Justice training to get in there is two hours. You got to apply to be a volunteer, you know, in the prison system in Texas, and that's all that's done. Every nothing else is really uh, there's no training. The only well, the real training is on the job training. Amen.
1: Yeah, I like. That's what I want you to say. Was on the job training because sometimes people say I don't have any skills and no talent to do it. But you know what? If you're working for Jesus and working through the Holy Spirit, you know He give you all you need.
0: When I interview with people and talk to them, I say basically, what's in your heart? I want to know what's in their heart. heart. What's their passion? And I've never turned anybody down to come out there. And to do what we call a taste of prison ministry, the two-hour, you know, join us for two hours and see if this is for you. It's it's, you know, like I said, only one person, out of maybe fifteen or twenty. Actually, everybody who's out there has kind of gone through that. All of the, you know, I'd say probably fifteen of them have have all gone through this process, and we've never lost. No one's ever never left, except one was a doctor, and he was with me for three to four years, and he had a, a health issue and could no longer walk down uh, the quarter of a mile. Uh, wa- uh, we call a bowling alley to get to the dorm that we're at.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, and I, I walked that mile with it. You know, I enjoy that because as we walk, we see God is empowering us through to the Holy Spirit, and I enjoy that walk there because once I get to the end of reach my dorm, I feel right. energized and ready to go. Right. So that, well, that's, I got I got to tell blessing. the
0: audience though about our prayer circle. All the volunteers out at Hutchins. Before we go individually and do God's work that we've been called to do in the prison out there, we all get together and we have fellowship and we have prayer. And I just can't tell you guys how much that pumps me up when I go back out to do my work from my fellow brothers and sisters, all grabbing hands, all you know praying. That to me is is as important as the work I do out there in those two hours. It's just so uplifting.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I, I feel the Holy Spirit has been poured out on us as we in this prayer circle here. And you know, uh, Frank, and I, I just want to uh, uh, commend you and encourage you of the work that you're doing down at that, uh, uh, the, at the faith based dorm. There, we know how challenging it can be, but because of your commitment and your dedication, it's making a difference in the young men's lives. Amen.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. I, I, I say this to, to, our, to our men out there, and I say, here's two choices you have. You could be a billionaire, have everything in the world, all the wealth in the world, but never bring one person to Christ. Or you can be the barber down the street who doesn't have much, but has a lot of people, meets a lot of people, and he brings at least one person to Christ. Who would you want to be? When your life is ended here on earth, I know what I want to be. I want to be that barber.
1: Yeah, you're so, so right. And making a difference in somebody's life. And that's what our internet program is about, the changing and challenging of men that we encounter to be all they can be. Because we know that this life offers a lot of challenges, but we're able to navigate through those challenges through the word of God. And being with men instead of saying, hey, if, you know, God is no respect person for what he does for one, he'll do for another. Amen. Now, now, Frank, tell us about your team there. I don't met those young. Uh, how many people do you have going out with you uh, at Hutchison on a given night?
0: On a given night, we have anywhere between four to six. And the way we operate the program, there, what you don't understand too is that we have a back office of probably oh six, seven, eight people uh, that do our other ministries that I talked about, finding the church, and another one I didn't talk about is the reentry, which I'll come back to next. But that's what we have, and uh, the way we're set up is that, you know, we have two kinds of things, activities out there. One is that you can be a speaker, and we have excellent speakers that have come to us from various churches, and I let them do the sessions. I really drop out of the sessions because I want them to have the experience, and I lead only one, two, healing and how to bring others to Christ. Those are very important. I personally lead those, uh, those two-hour sessions. And uh, the other is that you can be a table helper where you actually come out there and we go into this, this group discussion, sit down with the men, observe, and uh, they'll ask you comments and things like that. But we also have another innovations. In our group discussions, we have let the men become the leaders of those, and we train them Maybe. for that. We have brought people in that actually have trained. We did it recently, about two months ago. And we want the men to take ownership of the whole group discussion You know, uh, uh, ministry that goes on. After the talk is done, with regards to reentry, yes, reentry is wonderful, but the trouble is, is that there's so few that ever get chosen to go into reentry because it's based on how much housing they can put people in. So, uh, you know, in our ministry of 58 men, I would say there's not more than five or six or eight that ever get into a reentry program. What happens to the rest? Well, nothing. Except the program we set up, which is called uh, Notebook Ministry. Yeah, a little notebook. We have the men put down the things that they need, that they can't get through on the Internet, things like that. And then we go out and we do research. We have volunteers to do the research, bring, come back and do the information. One example, a man wants to apply for a, a test that qualifies him to apply for a job to be a truck driver. He's asked us to get the test for him so we can study it, a book actually, a study book to take the test. Well, we're, we're getting it for him. And the reason why he wants to do this is that he wants to be able to, when he leaves prison, right away go out there and apply for a, for a truck driving job, if we had not intervened here, he could do nothing until he got out of, of prison. And so we're trying to save this person time by being able to execute a plan right away, have a focus, as opposed to trying and do all his stuff on his own when he goes out and have all the distractions that are in the world. And we know what who are those who that distraction is.
1: Yes, we do. Amen. And that is great. That is great. And you know that gives young, that get a man hope too. Knowing that there's someone working and that that they have something to look forward to, because you know, as they get ready to get out, sometimes they're lost and they say, "You know, I don't want to do what I always done, but I have no choices. I have nothing available for me." So I thank you for that, uh, for that vision that you have. To hey, we'll meet these guys' needs because once they get out, they got to continue to live. They have to have a career.
0: Well, keep in mind, the Holy Spirit is behind all this. The need has been discovered, and the Holy Spirit has given us a way. To solve it.
1: Yes, we have. Amen. Amen. Now, now, Frank. Now, tell me, if someone would like to be a part of the ministry in which we're discussing right now, how would they be a part of uh, your ministry per se, and how do they get in t- uh, contact with you? Do you have a contact number, or a website?
0: Well, they can. What they can do is they can just send me a, an email. That's the best, really.
1: really. Okay, great. And
0: I'll give you my email over the phone. It's uh, this is my personal email, f. D-I-R-N, that's Frank for F, D for David, I for India, R for run, and N for no, at verizon.net. And then what I'll do is uh, we'll have a discussion over the phone, and then uh, we'll set up for you to come out there to join us. You know, one evening that at you know it takes us about three weeks to get a application to, through Hutchins, get it approved. Right, and that's true for everybody. And then once the date and time is set, we this is important too. I guess I forgot to mention this. Uh, we're out there, Hutchins, every Thursday night from uh, six o'clock to eight thirty. Yes, we are. And uh, uh, it's important to get there around six o'clock to be in our prayer prior circle to get clear and everything else like that. And that's the time Thursday nights from six to eight thirty. You'll be walking back out of the prison around nine o'clock. Okay, great. Now, what what we also do, Joe, is that we also have uh, prayer request forms. We have a prayer warrior, and what we do, we pass out in the very beginning of our of our service of our of our time out there a prayer request sheet. And I tell you, we get these things coming in in mass, and we send them off to our prayer warriors, and they're praying over these things and Sometimes I weep. I weep. I really weep when I see these prayer requests and how, how desperate these people are. You know what I mean? Uh, what would their lives be without us introducing Christ to them and giving them hope?
1: Amen. Amen. Frank, this has been a great interview. and You have so much uh, information that you can relate to our audience, and we thank you for what you're sharing. And we pray that, uh, that as this uh, broadcast is being uh listen to, that it touched someone's heart and allowed them to say, what must I do? You know, because a lot of times God, he allows us to go through some things so we can be an encourager to someone else. And uh, and maybe uh, someone that's listening to this program, whether they're young or old, can be involved in this type of ministry and let God uh, bless someone through their experiences. Amen?
0: Amen, Joe. We don't really care what your background is.
1: You know, Uh, that's great.
0: You know, we really don't care. It's in your heart that we care about. That's all.
1: Okay. Amen. Frank, as we get ready to close out, I would just like for you just to give our listeners a word of encouragement as we get ready to end this interview.
0: I would just like to say that uh, I have found tremendous power in the Holy Spirit. And I tell the men every week that when they get up in the mornings, they should pray. First, they read a chapter in the Bible, and they pray, and then they listen. Make this a habit, and as you do this, you'll become closer to God, and you'll be able to get and receive more help from the holy spirit and The last thing I ask them to do is to pray for is to pray for wisdom and for the Holy Spirit to enter them that day to fill them with his guidance in amen. Jesus' name, amen.
1: Hey God bless you. Thank you, and we would like to do a follow up uh, with you uh, with the upcoming year to see how the ministry is going and what God is doing in your in your life in the ministry life.
0: Okay, Joe. Thank you very much. I appreciate okay. this opportunity.
1: God bless you. Looking forward to seeing you next Thursday.
0: Okay, you bet. You bet, brother. All
1: right. Brother. Okay.
0: God bless you. Uh, uh, before I let you go,
1: uh, be mindful that this uh, that this, this broadcast is archived, and you can always go back and listen to it on blogtalkradio.com. dot com.
0: Okay. Excellent. Thank you, so Thank you so much.
1: God bless you. We'll talk later.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: Bye bye. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> what, a, what a great interview we had, brother Frank as he introducing the ministry to us that we, uh, that he's serving in down at the Hutchinson Jail unit. And that's a great ministry and there's a great need for it. And he gave you some information on how to become, become, uh, active in that ministry. And we pray that you follow up on it. And as always, as always, we would like to just encourage you to be a part of, uh, uh, some type of ministry. You know, uh, this ministry is very dear to my heart, but it may not be. What you're seeking at this time. I'm saying at this time, because you know, things changes, you know. But we like to bring uh, to our listening audience different Aspects of the ministry from our juvenile department, from our street ministry, and then from our jail and prison mission. We hope that something could be said through the word of God, through our volunteers that sharing, through our speakers that sharing the goodness of God that allow you to become a part of something great, something greater than we are. Because, you know, I love the way the scripture said, First John 3 and 20 said, For if my heart condemn me, God is greater and knows all things. You know, Frank had just shared with us that it doesn't take very much skills to uh, uh, to do uh, this type of ministry. You just have to have that desire. You have to have that desire. And guess what? God, can, he, he can empower you. He will give you what you need. Amen. And as we get ready to bring on our next guest here, we'd just like to have a uh, slight induction here from our little brother, Gregory. And as he comes come my you. name
2: is Gray Bun and I am eleven years old. You listening to free on the inside. My papa, Diggy Joe Lewis.
1: Amen. Thank you to that brother Gregory there. Amen. And uh, uh we're getting ready to cue in our next guest here. But again, that number to call in is one three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. And you can give us a call and, and just share with us what's going on with you, amen. And as we get ready to curate our next guest here, we're going to play a portion of this tune here, and we pray that you've been blessed, and we'll dial in our next guest. Amen. Amen. morning, Sister Pope.
2: Yes, good morning. Good morning. Welcome
1: to our weekly internet broadcast, uh, Free on the Inside, and thank you very much for being a guest of our show this morning.
2: Well, thank you for having me. I'm Barbara Pope, and I'm excited to be a part of your show this morning.
1: Amen, amen, and thank you. Uh, uh, Barbara Pope, please uh, introduce yourself and tell us what God is doing in your life, and I'm excited about how God has been leading and guiding you.
2: Well, I am Barbara Pope, of course, and I am uh, part of the Texas Civil Heritage Legislative Writing Resolutions for Older Americans. God has called me to be a part of that ministry, and I am uh, excited to be a part of uh, that and and working and doing uh, conferences for the uh, National Black Evangelical Association, where we have uh, a convention. I am the convention coordinator and the second vice president of that convention, where we have convention in Chicago once a year, where we have a missions conference, uh, where we are trying to. Uh, this year, our conference title is "Looking Black to Look Move Forward." And we Amen. have a, um, a, a ministry where we do a prayer conference every uh, Thursday at 9 o'clock.
1: Amen. That sounds great there. Uh, uh, so, folks, you do something that I'm very excited about. Um, uh, you write books. Tell us about the books that you wrote, Harry, how you're an author. Amen. And give us some insight on the books that, you, that God has blessed you to be able to write.
2: Well, the first book I wrote was uh, Now Lay Me Down to Sleep that was inspired by my mother who taught me the prayer Now Lay Me Down to Sleep, which some people still pray today that I wanted them to understand that you can pray Now Lay Me Down to Sleep, but it won't get you to heaven. And then also <laughs> I wrote a uh, 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 book uh, for young people Youth in the Time, and then I elaborate on that one last. But then the last book I wrote was um, God's Leaders Leading God's Way Through Prayer. As you can see, I believe in prayer. And then the the last book, Youth in the Time, will lead us up pretty much to our ending. But uh, it's about young people. And what I talk about in that book is the beginning of it is it encourages young people to how to come to know the light, uh, come to know the Lord and live this journey because coming to know the Lord is a journey and as they journey through this life of drugs and, and, and sex and peer pressure and love, you know, I tell them about that journey. And in that journey uh in that particular book, it talks about uh marriage and and i it's it's like a uh a, a prayer journal and then they can write in that journey and and- it sits down and you i give them a little uh uh you know young people they don't like to do a lot of uh reading they just like to get a little bit of it. So say, for instance, I tell a young person, I say, well, peer pressure. And I give them a little bit about what peer pressure is. Like I say, young person, if you have to be by yourself, then I tell them, you know, it's better to be home alone than alone in jail. And I give them the scripture like that, and then I give them scriptures to tell them what happens. And then I tell them. Go right ahead. Okay, and then I said, well, you know, as a young person, then I, through that book, I tell them about love. Of course, Tina Turner says, love, sings a song, what love got to do with it. And I tell them about love from God's perspective. From God's perspective, the song says, love is patient, love is kind, love is not jealous, love does not brag. And then I give the uh, scriptures, so they can understand that this is the biblical perspective of what love is, and then if they want to love, is, love in the preceding verses is the kind of love each young person or even older person should strive to obtain. And in choosing to love, guard your heart with all diligence. You can find someone who knows how to love, as the Bible tells us. Lead that person along. Think about God's love for you. And then it tells you, and then it gives scriptures throughout there, watch over your heart with all diligence, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to wear out, and a time for peace. And it talks about that. And then it tells you about courting. I have, some people might disagree, but I think courting versus dating, how we ought to court. You you court a person or you date a person, I believe you date, you go out, you have fun, you don't have sex, you don't, you don't have premarital sex, you just go out and have fun. And then when you get decide to get married, then you date that person, choose to find somebody you're going to court for the rest of your life. And I say as young person, as young Christians, I urge you to enjoy life. Do not get serious about any one person until you have graduated from high school and completed your college education. Dating means that you go out with a person of the opposite sex. You date your friends because you should never date anyone you wouldn't want to marry. You should date as many friends as you would like, but they should be saved. 2 Corinthians six fourteen says, do not be bound together with unbelievers. And then I talk about that and throughout that book. And then I talk about sex, because we take sex to another level. The Bible describes sex outside of marriage as sin and fornication. Therefore, do not commit fornication. Webster describes, dictionary state that fornication is sexual intercourse between unmarried persons. This type of sex will produce babies who have parents who live in two separate places. You will be depriving your child of a complete family. You will also limit your chances of completing your education. I encourage each young person to only have sex within the context of marriage. Boys will say, if you love me, then you'll have sex with me. This is just a ploy to get you to do what they want, and then they will leave you, and growing up, I find that boys only want, only always wanted to marry the nice girls. You should avoid kissing and heavy petting because this leads to sex. First Timothy four twelve says, "Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech conduct love." So this is what the book is about. And see, and then one other one is it talks about celibacy. There's a gift that God gives us called celibacy, but nobody teach our children that you can pray for the gift of celibacy. So all of that is inside of that last that book that I'm talking about, Youth in the Times.
1: Amen. That's a great uh, book, there, and uh, and a great uh, title to it because we know that our young men and women are going through quite a bit with the challenges of this world and with the different peer pressure. We can see it just on TV alone, how young girls at four years old are developing adult habits because they're not being shown the proper uh, uh, way of life. Amen? Amen, amen. uh, But uh, but that is great. That is great. Now tell me about your silver hair legislator. As a silver hair legislator...
2: What uh, we do for old Americans, you know, sometimes our old Americans just get pushed to the side, just totally pushed to the side. So what we do?
1: We're gonna end that uh, archive broadcast now. We bet you enjoyed that, man. That was powerful, wasn't it? That was powerful, wasn't it? We talked about the uh, some things that are, uh, that are concerning us today, currently, man. So those things, even though they were archived, they still active today is still just. Want you to be very mindful that you do make the difference, that you can change the the mind and the country. Very mindful that your opinion counts. As we get ready to end this program, we want to thank you once again for supporting this program, Free on the Inside Podcast. And who the son said free, he's free indeed. Don't grow weary and well doing. Hang on in there, cause there's a change coming. I would like to just say uh, we'll be here next week, if time permits The calling number is 310-982-4126. Please take advantage of that, and let's see what God is doing with his people at this time and in this season. Of course, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for another day. Thank you, dear Lord, how we are able to live through these. life of a young man, life of a young woman, life of a nation. Thank you to the Lord for this opportunity.
2: Lord, I As a Texas civil a legislator, those are the kind of problems that we try. In
1: the name of Jesus, amen. Be strong in the Lord and the power is might Until we meet again, okay, I'm looking forward to talking with you again. Free on the Inside Ministry, ministry to inform you, to encourage you and challenge you to be all you
0: Bye.